Hey, everybody, this is Bills by the Numbers, presented by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Coming up, Josh Allen ran for an awful lot of yards again last season. Will this be the year that he's not as frequent a runner? We investigate. We've heard Josh talk about using the middle of the field more in the passing game. How will that happen? We check in with Bills quarterbacks coach Joe Brady for answers. And can Steve guess which QBs sprinted the most in the league last season? Oh, it's going to be a good numbers game. Steve, let's line up in the pistol. Boy, are we happy to have you here with us on Bills by the Numbers. Bills Wall of Famer Steve Tasker, Bills Insider Chris Brown with you. And we open this week's episode with some interesting next-gen stats as it pertains to Buffalo quarterback Josh Allen. We all know that Josh is a quarterback who will take off and run for yardage when the opportunity presents itself. He also will use his feet to extend plays and gain positive yardage even when the design play breaks down. What you may not know is in each of the last three seasons, Josh Allen's total ground covered on the field of play has increased considerably. We'll get to those numbers in a second. But Steve, what is your initial reaction to knowing the use of Allen's legs has increased precipitously in each of the last three seasons. I'm shocked. You're shocked? I, I'm shocked. I thought, I thought they had gotten away from a lot of the running plays that they called, and particularly in the last three seasons. He first came in, it was drop back, look at one read, and then take off. Um, it seemed like he ran a lot, Yeah. Uh, particularly in, even in the passing game. Now you see him throwing the football, which tends to make you think, well, he's – He's not running so much. He's yeah. throwing the football. I think one possible reason that he's moving so much is he's hanging on to the football longer in the pocket and moving. That all counts. It's all done yes. with the GPS thing. So if he's got the ball in his hands and he's moving around, for instance, the 10-second play he took in New England for the throwaway touchdown <laughs> early on, it took 10 seconds, and he's moving around right. and covering ground. covering ground and all of that. He, he had a 19 or a, he had a 26-yard run in that same drive. Uh, all of that goes in, so it's not just called plays. I am surprised. I think it seems like it's less running for him because we have seen him take less risks. You don't see him it's like wow. I see you know you see him dive in, lead with his head, or you know a quarterback power sweep. There's none of that. There's more of a every once in a while a nine yard or a ten yard scramble yeah. with a slide at the end and you say well no harm no foul and you kind of write it off as an easy play and it doesn't go into your mental catalog of how many times he's run well for a perfect example is against the chiefs last year he's under pressure his first read isn't there he rolls out to the right as he does so often he's almost at the sideline when he uncorks the ball over daniel Sorensen to a wide open dawson knox who then runs the remaining 15 yards for a touchdown well he probably covered I mean, that's half the width of right. the field. Right. So he's talking about 25, 28 yards that he ran on that play. It wasn't for any positive rushing yardage, but he still covered 28 yards right. of ground. That's just one play. So, yeah, I mean, he has done more of that, I would say, in the last two years because I think more than ever he does simply does not want to accept the fact that we're going to have to take a loss on this play. And I think He will hold out right. for as long as he can to try to make something good happen, and often it takes his legs to move around to buy that time. And I think the fact that he holds onto the ball a little longer also speaks to the poise he has with it. I mean, the success he has. He's hanging onto the ball a long time, but he's not taking losses. Or monster shots. Or monster shots. He's 
making something out of nothing, even yeah. on broken plays. And I think that's a, that's a plus as well. So now for the numbers, as we do here on Bills by the Numbers. In 2019, according to Next Gen Stats, this is distance traveled while on the field of play during live action. Okay, when, when so the ball, Between whistles. Yes. When the ball's live. So in 2019, according to Next Gen Stats, he traveled 10,601 yards during play. In 2020, that number went up to 11,844 yards while in play. And last season, taking into account the extra regular season game, 13,093 yards covered while in play. No wonder this guy told us this year in training camp he needed a break after last season because of the wear and tear on his body. Now, even more important, his top sprinting speed run totals also increased in 2019, 2,080 yards. This is distance traveled at greater than 12 miles per hour. In 2020, a 10% increase to 2,291 yards. And then in 2021, a 27% increase, 3,160 yards sprinting in the 2021 season. How much do we attribute this, Steve, to Allen's burning desire to never let a play die? And how much do we attribute these scrambling totals to pass protection or what was for a time last season a very limited rushing attack? I, I, I think I, some of it's pass protection, some of it is him not. It, it's all of those things combined. Because yeah, it's probably you, a little bit of everything. They're all encompassed in that number. All, everything he does is encompassed. But. What do you think carries the day? Here's though, the thing. Because he was sprinting, we're talking about sprinting. That means you got the ball and it's you're running from violence. Yeah. I think it comes from mostly scrambles when the play is dead and he takes off. Because when you see him run it, they're not designing these runs for him to go to 65 yards. It's a two-yard run. Mm-hmm. It's an it's a short yardage run. That's when they they call it, or a goal line run. But when he sprints like in the in the playoff game against New England, in the first drive, he snaps off a 26-yard run. He's running full, full, bore. full bore for 26 yards yeah. flat out. Um, that's what I think it is. I think it's when he, the play breaks down. The broken he, plays. The broken plays are when he really breaks off the big runs. Because when he delib- it's a called quarterback run, they're looking to get a first down or get a few yards and get down. Yeah. Those broken plays are when he breaks the back of the defense and snaps loose. Tampa Bay comes to mind also. He had a lot of runs like that, including the one he hurt his foot on when he ran about 30-something yards and then got tackled while going out of bounds from behind and kind of injured his foot. He finished the game. But, yeah, he's sprinting and going as fast as he possibly can. What do we foresee going forward, Steve, with a new offensive coordinator and could Ken Dorsey's play calling – change Josh Allen's propensity to use his legs. Yeah, I think yeah, I, I don't think too much will change because like we said, so much of it is on plays where the defense has got him or somebody doesn't get separation, breakdown and pass protection, dropping back to pass and it's not there. And with because of his ability, he's mm-hmm. a better athlete than most, if not all, the def- defensive linemen chasing him. He's gonna outrun him and buy some time. And because the defensive backfield and we've seen it versus the Bills defense the longer they have to cover, the more space is created. I mean, the whole field starts to expand. They got And with Josh's arm, nobody's going to leave anybody uncovered 55 yards down the field thinking he's not going to throw it there because he can. 
So there's going to be some space opened up when he does that. I don't think that's going to change at all. I don't think Ken Dorsey's going to put as a linchpin of the offense Josh Allen with the ball tucked under his arm running it. It's in there, no question. They've got a couple of things, but it's all, like I said, it's going to be short yardage or goal line situations where Josh carries the ball deliberately. The rest of it is all going to be scrambles, and I think that's why. I don't, I don't think those numbers will change. I don't think they will either. I don't know that they'll increase. Right. 3160, that's a I don't fat think there'll be any kind of transformational of difference. sprinting yards. There won't be any transformational difference. No, it'll be much of what we've seen. Yeah, because I just think his, his mental makeup is – I am not accepting the fact that we're going to take a negative on this play. He will do anything and everything in his power to make a positive play, even when all hope is lost and the general design of whatever was called has gone up in smoke. And more often than not, the way he fixes that is by using his legs to buy time and make a play off script. We'll expand this discussion in just a bit when we have Bill's quarterbacks coach Joe Brady join us to talk about his new role with the Bills, Josh Allen, and what the offense could look like this season. But right now, we dive into the numbers game, and Steve, we just covered how much ground Josh Allen covers when sprinting on game day. So your challenge here is to name me seven of the top ten quarterbacks in sprint yards from the 2021 season they have to go over 12 miles per hour so these are yards covered by quarterbacks at greater than 12 miles per hour and who had the highest total of said sprint yards how many do i have to get seven out of ten all right kyler murray kyler murray number four on the list 2453 sprint yards last season josh josh number two 3160 sprint yards Two for two. This shouldn't be tough for you. Mahomes. Yeah. Mahomes is number three on the list, 25-44. I'll say... uh, uh, Lamar. Lamar, number five, 2,381 sprint yards, despite just playing in 12 games, by the way. Right. Um, Still number five on the list, which is pretty impressive. I'm gonna think, start thinking about some younger guys. Like who? Um, what about the guy in the kid in Philly? What's his name? Who's the quarterback in Philly? Oklahoma product, formerly of Alabama, transfer. Oh yeah, uh, Jalen Hurts. There you go. Number one. Really. Thirty-six hundred thirty-five yards. Pulled that one out, didn't I? You know, I couldn't remember. <laughs> You're that. really proud of yourself. What? How many have I got left? So you've got five so far. You <laughs> actually nailed the top five. You got the entire top five, so just okay. get two more and you're good with me. Uh, I will say... This is where it gets a little tougher because yeah. you got the usual suspects. Now you got to get some of those guys that may not Russ be... Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson not in the top ten. Mm. He's run a little bit less since he yeah. hit age 30. I'll say... Uh, I would encourage you to stay young. Yeah. The... Um, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, number six. I got it. 2,341. I, I, I asked you for seven of the top ten. No, Let's see if you can get number seven. six of the top ten. No, I said seven. Last week was six. It's too easy for you. I'm up in the ante. I need, I need Zach seven. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson not on the list at the top God, ten. he's killing me. He took too many sacks for a loss. Who would it be? Man? Stay not young. Too, not going to be too, uh, I don't say. Uh, the guy from... 
Chicago um, Fields, Justin, Justin Fields. Fields, number seven. Steve, you got them all. Top seven. One through seven. That is That's, a banner showing that is, for one Steve Tasker in the numbers game. Thank you for being here for my personal record. Number eight, nine, and ten. Did you have a miss? Yeah, you had two misses, I think. Eight, nine, and ten. Taylor Heineke of Washington, Sam Darnold from Carolina, Baker Mayfield from Cleveland. Steve, four of the five quarterbacks taken in round one of the 2018 draft are on this list. Josh Rosen, the only non-participant because he really doesn't play. But listen to this. Class of 17, Patrick Mahomes. Class of 18, Mm -hmm. Allen, Jackson, Darnold, Mayfield. Class of 19, Kyler Murray. Class of 20, Jalen Hurts. Class of 21, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. The only outlier is Taylor Heineke, class of 15. It's all new guys running yeah. around. Yeah. And that's the way the league is going. So you better have one if you don't. All right. Good job on the numbers game this week. Time to tell you that right now, new customers can get their first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Just sign up today by going to sportsbook.fanduel.com or by downloading the FanDuel Sportsbook app. FanDuel Sportsbook, an official partner of the Buffalo Bills. After a successful run at LSU that included a national title and a stint with the Carolina Panthers as offensive coordinator, it's time for us to catch up with Buffalo's new quarterbacks coach, Joe Brady. All right, coach. So we've been talking about Josh logging more rushing yards each of the last few years, more distance cover with his legs on the field, you know, the whole next-gen stat stuff with the tracking devices and whatever. Whether he's extending a play or declaring himself as a runner, it doesn't seem to matter. Is that just who Josh is? So trying to protect him as a coach is almost a fruitless pursuit? Or are there ways to protect him in terms of wear and tear a bit? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, uh, Dorse would have a, a lot better uh, understanding <laughs> with that. I haven't fully gotten to the, the game elements of it of, hey, Josh, you got to make sure you go down there. But I, I do think in practice in these situations, you do see him sliding a little more, even though he knows he's not going to get touched. Um, but it is the football player in him, and, you know, we don't want to take that out of him. He has to be smart with it. You know, we, right. we, if you know if you do got to scramble, you know, there's the sideline and whatnot. I think the competitive juices come out, especially at the end of the season, right. as you see. But, um, you know, it's a constant thing we're talking to him about. But, uh, you know, he knows he has to protect his body as well. The other thing that's interesting about it is he's probably, Steve and I talk about it on the show all the time, he's probably one of the best red zone running threats in the entire league. That is a dimension and an asset that I got to believe you guys as offensive coaches do not want to just say, well, we don't want to do that because, you know, we're, I mean, it's, it's lethal, and it's a major headache for defenses, right. isn't it? No, absolutely. I mean, he is, he, he's not a small person. <laughs> I mean, I, I laugh even not even necessarily running the football, but in practice out here, they can, they can touch. You know, you're not sacking the quarterback. There's a lot of times the defense line, uh, they're like, oh, that would have been a sack, and they barely got a hand on him. Like, yeah. you, he's not going to go down that easily. Right. So, uh, you know, you get a guy like that with the ball in his hands, I mean, it is scary. It's, uh, it's, it's tough to not want to do that. Josh hinted at wanting to get more production in the passing game in the middle of the field. He feels it's like a passing, at least this is what came across when he was talking to us, he feels like as a passing offense, they've been very effective the last few years outside the numbers. But how do you manufacture that in games when you're not sure what you're going to get from the opposing defense? That's great to say, but at the same time, you're game planning for an opponent. You don't know what they might throw at you, especially the first couple of series. So how, as coaches and players, do you try to be mindful of, hey, let's try to get some more production in between the numbers 
while taking into account, hey, we've we got to see what the defense is throwing at his first two. Right. I think the most important thing is just taking what the defense gives you. Right. Um, you know, if they're going to conti- if they're going to give you, you know, throws on the outside, let's take it. And then uh, when it comes to if, if it's available on the inside, we just, you know, a big point of emphasis right now is our ball placement and making sure that we're putting the ball where it needs to be, especially over the middle, so that our guys can, you know, do a better job this year with rack. Um, right. And so that's a big point of emphasis with that. So I know Josh is – uh, continuing to work on that, wanting that. Um, but right now we're just stressing, hey, be smart, not conservative, take what the defense gives you, and just continue to be Josh Allen. Now, if I have my years lined up right, you had Joe Burrow when you were at LSU, and you know you guys did really well. You won a national title down there. Do Joe and Josh, I know coaches don't like to do comparisons, so I'm going to ask it from this perspective. Do Joe and Josh have similar approaches to the game? I'm not looking at skill sets yeah. here. Just approach to the game and how they kind of get ready and prepare. And you know, I'm I'm excited to to start to get into the process of a game week with Josh. Okay. You know, to see the preparation, to see all that kind of goes into it. But just the 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 mindset and the recall and the preparation. I would say um, all great quarterbacks uh, do an elite job at that. And uh, you know, uh, Joe was Joe was very detail oriented. Joe, you know, come came come game time, he was he knew everything that was going to happen, and I I doubt Josh is any differently. Gotcha. Case Keenum said the other day he likes to be able to work through the tough looks yeah. and pressures and coverages that your defense gives these guys in practice here in the training camp setting. Do you do you, do you guys? He he just wants to be on the same page with his receivers yeah. and. He said the receivers are an extension of the same page you try to stay on with the QBs because you guys give them so much freedom to do a lot of stuff. I, You don't need to give me details here, but I'm curious what kind of freedoms the receivers have within the scope of this offense. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's such a fun offense to be a part of, especially from a skill position standpoint, because it's not a very black and white, you know, it's okay. not a look at the drawing and it has to look, you're running just like that line on the picture. And so from a quarterback standpoint, making sure we, we know who the receivers are in terms of their indicators, their movement skills. Hey, when I, you know, Josh has such a great uh, understanding of some of the guys he's been playing with. Like you watch a route with Steph, you, you know, you see as soon as he turns a shoulder this way, all right, ball's coming out. Like he kind of okay. has that feeling with Gabe. And so a guy like Case and Bark, you know, working with some of the younger guys really to get an understanding of, hey, how's this guy going? going to run this route gotcha. um we have we have routes in the offense that uh the guys can make decisions based on certain coverages and so making sure we're on the same page from that standpoint so in a in a, in a big way it's more about we don't care how you get to your landmarks as long as you get there at the right time and that kind of thing yeah. or is it even more open than that well Why no i mean there's there's it's it's play specific um you know chad does, chad does such a great job with those guys um allowing them to be themselves and not coaching everyone exactly the same and knowing that there's different skill sets right um and so it's us understanding and just making sure we're on the same page as a guy like isaiah mckenzie might run a route differently than gabe davis but they're going to get to the same spot just the timing of it and whatnot and so us just making sure from our footwork standpoint and just getting a feel of it and for a guy like case who hasn't been in this type of offense right. before you know it's been great for him to you know because the question that he's having uh, it, it is different from a footwork standpoint from a timing and all that but he's he's soaking it up he's loving it yeah he said the other day I'm all in with this offensive system and he also was saying there are some unique things that this offense has that no other offense has again I'm not looking for details but is that rooted in Josh's unique skill set? Is that a big reason why there are some unique elements to this offensive system? I, I like to I like to think so. I think okay. a lot of it, you know, uh, 
you know, he has, there's, there's not a throw he can't make. Um, but also, uh, you know, we have a, such a vast uh, amount of, like the differences in the skill positions we have in the, I think, Doris and going back to Coach Dable. But that room, there's no idea that's not a good idea. You yeah. know, it's worth trying. And I think a guy like Josh is open to that and seeing it. And I think the offense kind of just takes off from there. And so uh, it's, uh, it's definitely different than like Case, even myself, that has been a part of. And so that's what's been refreshing and exciting for us. Last week at the blue and red practice at the stadium, I know Coach tries to replicate game day as best as possible for the players and for the coaches and knowing that you're one of the new guys on the block with the staff how did that go for you in terms of the operation with the entire crew and everything uh, I thought uh, look it was it was fun from a standpoint of just a just seeing our offense and you know you work so many situations in practice that it was fun to get the quarterbacks in a rhythm like a game and then just uh, the mindset of having coaches in the box this is I haven't been on the field in a while yeah you know we've been calling games in the box so just being there seeing you know seeing it from a different standpoint being able to communicate with the quarterbacks and whatever Dorse needs and so it's uh it was great that it was kind of a you know a, a, a trial run and uh, I'm excited to see now on you know uh, on Saturday being able to after a drive be able to go down and go through the pictures and just kind of just keep getting that routine going so you know coach Dorsey said he is still working through whether to be upstairs or down he says he's been on the sideline for a long time but you know he was up I imagine he'll probably switch it back and forth and see what he likes the best you as a coordinator you were upstairs what did you like about being up there yeah so my uh my my first year I was up and then I went down towards the oh, end you of the did season go down. and okay. then I was up all of last year. Um, you know, it's, it's, they both, there's a lot of pros to both. You know, you, you have the energy downstairs. You're able to, when you're down on the field, you can talk to your guys, yeah, you can wow. get a vibe, you can feel them. When you're upstairs, the game slows down. You, you really see it all. You don't necessarily always need to look at the pictures to see what happened. Um, so there's a lot to both of them. And I think a lot of it is just, uh, you know, making sure you have trust in your coaches that what, if you are upstairs to be able to relay what's downstairs. And if you're calling it from the field, that your eyes upstairs are, um, you know, just an extension of you. And so I think both of them are, he'll be fine, whichever one he goes with. And then just to the path of the play call, if Doris ends up going upstairs, that's coming through you then out to the field, right? Or, no, so they actually they fixed, they fixed that a couple years ago. They, they changed that rule where now you can call it from the box. Okay. Um, so it makes life even easier from that standpoint. All right, perfect. Well, Joe, we look forward to uh, seeing you getting up and rolling with Absolutely. this staff. It's very exciting. I know people are pumped to have you here and being part of this offensive staff. So good luck in season one, man. I appreciate you. Thank you. All right, that's Joe Brady, Bills quarterback coach here on Bills by the Numbers. All right, it's that time of the show for our one burning question. Steve, Josh Allen will have more or less than 763 rushing yards this season. That was his total last year. More uh, or less than 763. I think he'll have less. I think he'll have because less. Because? I think they'll be much more successful having other guys run the football this year than they were last year. Yeah. Um, he's going to have a lot of – he'll have scramble yards and do all that stuff. Red that zone he's running. Red zone running and all that, but he's not going to be needed in the run game like he has been. And I think because of the fact that they're going to run the ball more effectively, the passing game will be there and he won't have as many broken plays passing. I think I think that in and of itself is we're going to see him on his feet in the pocket after the play is over more often this year. I think some of what we talked about on our daily show, One Bills Live this past week, concerning coverages and pulling – you know, a safety down into the box because the running game's more effective. This passing game against single high safety, I mean, it's going to be lethal if teams want to do that. But if you can't stop Buffalo's run game, which is yet to be seen, but I think it can be more diversified with the addition of James Cook, maybe Duke Johnson is a part of that equation. 
along with Singletary and perhaps Moss. Yeah, I think Josh's rushing total should go down. I don't think it's going to go down to any great degree. I think he still might be around 550, 600, but 763. Uh, that was a fat number last year when he was carrying the rushing load in the first half of the season. Think about this, a, a confluence of events where you've got a better running game this year through the Buffalo Bills offense. You pull a, a second safety into the box where they have to go seven in the box instead of six in the box. Um, when you've got three wides on, you've got three corners and a single safety, and that's your secondary. Oof. Now, add to that a point of emphasis where there's no more illegal contact down the field, and you're looking at some separation that's really going to be significant for Josh. It, uh, I, I said it. There's going to be a handful of guys in this league, not just Josh Allen, but Justin Herbert, Tom Brady, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Matthew maybe. Stafford Mahomes. So the, you know, maybe that, even Cousins. Right. There's going to be a, a group of guys that throw for 5,000 yards this year, not just one, not just two. There's going to be a group of guys that do it because of the confluence of events where you know a team like Buffalo you know, gets an extra – bump in their offense with their offensive line and their running game, and all of a sudden uh, the the team becomes a, a – their ability to throw it becomes enhanced. Yeah, and extra free yardage, free first downs from that illegal contact yeah, penalty exactly. if it's called as well, stringently as we anticipate. More chances of the kick in the can because you, you know, you're going to need a free first down. Fresh set More plays. We leave you now with our closing figures. Not only has Josh Allen's total sprint yardage and total ground covered during play increased each of the last three years, so too has his top speed. In 2019, his top speed was 19.31 miles per hour. That ranked 14th fastest among quarterbacks. In 2020, it went up to 19.39 miles per hour. That ranked 15th among QBs. But in 2021... Josh Allen topped out at 20.03 miles per hour. It ranked sixth fastest in the league among quarterbacks. So he's not just getting better as a passer each year. He's also getting faster. Amazing. (laughs) There you go. That'll do it for this episode. Be sure to subscribe on whatever podcast platform you utilize. And remember, when you need to know about the Bills, you need to check Bills by the numbers. For Steve Tasker, I'm Chris Brown. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week, everybody.